Welcome to the Unfunny Kevin Show. It is Monday, November 14th, and we are here every Monday just for you, for your fucking enjoyment, for your disgust, for your pleasure, for your pain, for your uh, crankiness, for your happiness. Kevin Melody here for it all. Just here to have a good laugh, have a good time, have a good goof, Um, as you should. I mean, even if you're not like a comedian or you're not a fan, or if you're not a fan of comedy, it's probably not the best place to be. But uh, you know, the 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 over the sense of joy and jovial times that we have on this show um, are for a select, you know, nice group of listeners that I love dearly, and uh, they've grown <laughs> over two years. When I started doing this show. I didn't really reflect on this much in the last episode, but it was like a two-year anniversary kind of when I started the show. And I remember I was doing it in this little, in my office off of my phone because I didn't have a mic yet. It was like during COVID. And before this, I did a podcast for a long time. A lot of, you know, people that know me know. And it was funny. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was trying to stay on the bright side and you know share my uh my uh my, my observations of others during uh, unprecedented times you know and like how i perceived people reacting to covid and reacting to one another and reacting to mandates and reacting to no mandates reacting to masks reacting to not masks like it was just a good place to look at everything and laugh and people that listen during that time that still listen, they get it, you know? Um, and I know for a fact there's people that listen that don't agree with me, which is what I love. I think there's like com- the the highest point of comedy. I remember when I <laughs> – one of the first times I started doing stand-up, uh, someone had told me, uh, and I won't share their name, but it was a comedian had told me uh, that, you know, making people laugh – is like, I think they said something like if a perfect joke makes like 80% of the room laugh, like it makes 80% of the room get like gigs. They get giggles, chuckles. They, they, they find it hilarious. And then again, this is like the perfect joke. Then 10% of the room is like kind of quiet. 10% of the room is like, (sighs) or they, maybe they're the ones that go, Ooh, Ooh, ah, they make some kind of audible. You can't, oh, he said that, mm, you know? So it's like, again, now we're at 90 and then it's like 5% should be upset. Like 5% should be upset. 5% should, uh, you know, rip roar. Like 5% should like side split, end up on the floor laughing. But that 5% that's upset they're typically upset because you shared a truth. <laughs> and like, that's how it kind of works. Cause like the thing is you can attack the, the very fabric of someone's being with a joke, right? Like I'll, I'll give you an example. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Let's say you uh, just went to the barber and you said, listen, man, I want purple hair. Or you were like, listen, man, 
I want a bald head. And then someone gets on stage. I'll give you an example of both. (laughs) Someone gets on stage and they're like, these wacky purple haired folk. And then all of a sudden, like you're, you're personally attacked. So you get upset. Now, you know, in your being having the purple hair or getting the baldy, there's an element of wacky, right? I know everyone accepts everything inside. I get it. But like there, there's a certain point where it's like, oh, there's a semi truth in the room. And, and the thing is, something as stupid and small and as minuscule as that, you can probably laugh it off. But if you're a person who your entire being is tied into your bald head, then you're not going to enjoy any other truths that are shared. And the funny thing is, if that's the thing that got you, you know, then there's something. <laughs> the point is, it's not your hair. There's something else going on. <laughs> That's what I find. There's something else. There's some other turmoil. There's something else inside of you that's going on. And that benign comment about your hair, it's not who you are. It is not a part of, it's not your being. And so it's just funny. Like comedy is in that way, just an amazing, it's, it's a hilarious tool. So anyway, back to the program, new house. I've been, it's been insane. Like, after I shared all the horror with the move, it's just so funny. Like after that, it's like, all right, we got to hang shit. Okay. I got to put all these fucking pictures on the wall. Okay. I put the pictures on the wall. Should we use command strips? My, you know, fiance says, yeah, you use a command strip. What about a nail though? I mean, it's pretty heavy frame. Should we use a nail? I don't care. She's like, just use a command strip. I'm like, but I mean, it's heavy. Won't they fall? They're not going to fall. It's like, fuck. And it's funny. She's right. Like 99% of them didn't fall, but then one big one fell. And I was like, I told you. I would never say I told you. I'm not stupid. But, you know, I was like, okay, well, we're going to need some nails. And we, we, you know, knocked it out, did that. That was great. Awesome. Glad we got that out of the way. But now it's like, I got to build a fucking bookshelf. You know, it's like when you move, you go, okay, well, you weren't in that space before. And now you figure out things you're fucking missing. And it just, it's, it's wildly upsetting. Like it shouldn't be, but you're like, oh, I should have gotten a fucking bookshelf. Should have, I should have planned. I should have known, but you didn't. You know, oh, you didn't. Sorry, I had to take a little tea break. You didn't know. You just fucking. You, you get into the space. You live in it, and you gotta slow down. You gotta take a beat. Me and my fiance are not good at that, but uh, I try. I try actively to remind her, and she she reminds me. You know, you gotta take a beat and live in the space and all this shit costs money you need money to do all those things you want to do and it's annoying because it goes right out the fucking window once you start looking at shit and thinking you need more shit it just it like piles up you know and the thing is we went into a bigger house but we're like trying to not we want to be like minimalists we're trying to like not fill it with shit right so it's like okay you know, when I subscribe to that theory, you guys, people have been listening for a long time. No, I'm very like minimal. I could buy a couple of nice pieces, spring the cash. Don't do the fast fashion and blah, blah, blah. I've, I've preached this before. But yeah, house stuff. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's like there's a theme and a blah, blah, blah. And it's the whole night. But it's it's been, you know, it's been good. And I have no complaints. Everything's been great. Um. I do have a funny thing, though. I am not a man. I mean, my house is not like, you know, the woman cook, cleans, and does the dish. Like, yeah, we do have some, uh, oddly enough, funny, stereotypical gender roles in my house. Like, it is fucking hilarious. Like, 
I cook, but my wife cleans. My fiance cleans, future wife. She cleans. Um, and it's just like a matter, it's like an OCD thing, actually. It's like funny. We capitalize on our mental illnesses. So like her OCD, which is great. Like I've said it before, spreadsheets, organization. She's like great when it comes to like cleaning. And then my OCD, like particular, make sure the meat's right, check the temp, take your time, clean each tool. Everything has a place and a, a cadence and it's okay to just not worry about, you know, rushing through a meal and making sure, like, like it's again, like I said, it's, it's, our OCDs bounce off each other and they, they balance each other out. But I got to tell you, this is the weirdest thing I'm ever going to say, but I fell in love with a vacuum uh, this past weekend. <laughs> My fiance usually vacuums and I, there was a brand new vacuum we got and it looks so fucking, it's like a shark. I think it's called a shark, but it's like a fucking, it's beautiful. It, it works so goddamn well. I don't know. Men out there uh, that are, you know, struggling. They're like, oh, this is, uh, you know, toxically masculine men that can't touch a vacuum. This might actually help you make this. It's freeing. Jesus. It has a carpet mode. That's kind of masculine. It sucks the carpet up. That's really masculine. It's crazy. It's so fucking good. It, it's like, it's literally like magic. That's the best way to describe it. I've never seen, I've never been so close to magic in my life. It is literally like magic. I mean, it is off the, fu- <laughs> it's off the fucking chain. I'm telling you right now, it is off the fucking chain. Um, yeah, it's it, it's great. And and again, getting used to all the house shit. It's, it's, it's just been a journey, you know what I'm saying? Like just playing with all this shit, figuring out what goes where. Another thing we're working on is like fucking, uh, lights, like lighting. Our house is from the fifties. So you can't, you know, you can't do certain things. So it's like, you can't have lighting outside. You got to run a, a string of lights through like a fucking window or whatever. And that's very upsetting to my fiance and. I get it. It pisses me off too. I don't want some fucking weird rinky dink rigged uh strung together kind of like a white trash setup, you know? I want it to, <laughs> I want it to be I want it to be good, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't want it to be like that. So, I got to work on that shit too. But, you know, again, my point is you can take it easy. You don't need to uh, really overdo it and rush it and go fucking uh, nuts when you get into a new space. That's all I'm saying. That's all. And that was the weekend. You know, it's fine. I'm going to take a moment to discuss uh, the sponsor of this show, our favorite people on planet Earth, several sponsors, but these are absolutely our favorite because I know the fucking dude who uh, founded this thing. Now, let me tell you about this. All right, here we go. Oklahoma Smokes, I-T-S-O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A-S.com, Oklahoma Smokes, fucko, tobacco-free and nicotine-free. It looks and smokes like a cig. When I mentioned draw, I told you guys this, it fucking draws like a cigarette. It's made with 100% organically grown additive-free hemp, so come on, it's the best fucking shit you can get. And uh, it gives you that routine oral fixation. Over 40,000 happy customers. Ships within 24 hours or one business day. 42-day money-back guarantee. Tons of five-star reviews. 
smokers uh, find the product very helpful. For smoke uh, Cigarette smokers who want to help cut back and quit. Like I said, mix the butts up. Throw a couple of these in your pack, and before you know it, you're smoking a little bit less. Former smokers who crave a smoke but don't want to revert to nicotine. I'm talking to you, fuckos. I know everybody on this podcast one or t- one time or another had a little ciggy. They got a little drunk, and they had a little ciggy. And then after they had that ciggy, they were like, God damn it, that was good. And then you kind of walk around. Like, the next few days, you're, you, you're hungover the next day, so you're not really thinking about the smoke. Maybe your throat burns. But a couple days later, you go out, you hit the bar, you're looking for a partner. You're getting loaded. Uh, you, you don't find a partner. You're like a loser. You know what I'm saying? But you But you get loaded, and you're like... I can't get laid. Like I can't get dick or pussy or whatever it is you want. You can't get anything. So it's like you sit there and you go, you know what would be great? A smoke. If I had that smoke from a few nights ago that helped my buzz, that smoke. What if I got a, what if I had a smoke? See, former smokers who crave a smoke but don't want to revert to nicotine. Boom. This is you, buddy. You have an Oklahoma smoke. It hits like like a fucking cig. It tastes great. It feels good. It gives you that mellow fucking buzz without any of the psychoactive horseshit that comes with like weed, you know? And uh, smokers who have herbal, who like herbal product, but they want to have a non-psychoactive alternative. So I'm talking to you, junkie dabber. I'm talking to you. Yeah, you. You with the glass weird dab machine that has the heated end and you got to use 13 different light sources and a magnifying glass in the sun because it's healthy right to load your beaker bottom triple barrel ice chamber roar with the fucking dab lay off the fucking reefer and smoke some of this mid it's rolled up in a ciggy and it's ready to go oklahoma fucking smokes guys 15 percent off use the code unfunny kevin get 15 percent off your order Run over to itsoklahomas.com, follow It's Oklahomas on Instagram, tell them on Funny Kevin sent you. I'm telling you right now, free shipping on three plus packs. Get that 15% off Oklahoma's, uh, Oklahoma Smokes, itsoklahomas.com. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I said I wouldn't stop talking about Iran, so, you know, <clears throat> as someone whose mother is from Iran, you're just going to have to... Bear with me and listen to it because I am a, a, a Iranian man. 15,000, an estimated 15,000 protesters after this fucking Masa Amini shit <clears throat> are estimated to be sentenced to death in Iran. Yes, death for protesting. Um, I'm not the person that's like, you got to be grateful for where you live. We have problems. I know. I know there is. There's right now we have the Kanye West is a problem and uh, Chappelle is a problem and you think Kyrie Irving's a problem. In Iran, they are putting you to death for literally marching the unjust murder of a woman. And again, I'm not trying to minimize any of these big hot button. What about blue uh, Arizona? Arizona might be red this year. Masa Amini, an innocent woman. To, Masa Amini was the first of like 9,000 dominoes of all the fucking people this government has murdered. And it's like hot to be like, free Ukraine. Oh my God, I love Ukraine. Because Ukraine cranks out fucking, uh, you know, swimmers and models and all that shit and mail order Ukrainians. And and they got, uh, what, a bajillion dollars? We handed them a bajillion dollars. Um you know, we, we a society ready to go to war, eliminating most of Russia and a sweep. I, I just, again, and I, 
I'm not trying to minimize. I'm not trying to compare. But I am. And uh, I will. Because <laughs> the real deal is I have family in Iran. And I love them dearly. And Persian people are... The Iranians are... They're some of the, the nicest motherfuckers you'll ever meet. They're so loving and caring and um i just hate the double standard that fucking exists in this society um this like america that we've kind of come to accept you know like i'm a good mixed nice half white until the minute i speak farsi or i bring fucking leftover kubede to school you know the minute my facial hair grows to a certain length you know you that dark beard you can't have a dark beard and my skin tone and be like a lumberjack. It goes straight to terrorist. Or I tell people I'm Mexican, you know, just to make them shut the fuck up. That's how it was. I don't care anymore. I don't give a fuck. I just tell people, you know, people go, oh, what are you? Are you, are you Mexican? Are you like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mexican. Bale. Mm-hmm. I'll like speak Farsi and just tell them I'm Mexican. Just to throw them off. Because at this point, again, I, I, your bio can have the Ukraine flag and it come, but you can't like you can't turn the cheek as an activist or as a fucking human being. You can't turn the cheek on your own. You just fucking can't. It's a huge country there. And again, give everyone equal opportunity, to love man. But write those letters. Call your fucking representatives. The things that uh, Persian culture and history have given the world the least you can do is uh you know post a square or something on your instagram (laughs) uh on that note sometimes i like to share share a little something for you guys and i'm going to share something i have this um this uh this book of sufi of sufism uh you know as a kid i mean i was i'm again i'm i'm identify as a sufi uh muslim but i'm not always the best and um this book given to me by one of my uh closest friends oldest friends oldest and closest friends i occasionally there's a passage in it and and there's ways to like read this book properly and i i just love it you just flip through it and you sometimes you find something that hits so um i'm just going to read you guys something this is from rumi this is uh, it's called Outward Creative Power Al Kabir. Um, it's a pathway of Sufism. But uh, here's like a little tidbit. Rumi commented to his students, <clears throat> "Life's appearances sometimes distract us from seeing the creative energy and intention behind it, which is the expression of this particular pathway." And it goes like this: When a strong wind blows, it rushes through windows, it lifts carpets and levitates straw, a pond. Looks like rippled armor. Branches, leaves, and trees dance. All these things look different. But in root and in reality, they're one. The wind. A poet once visited a court and a king who lived in the Arab lands who didn't know Arabic or Persian. He only knew Turkish. The poet brought a beautiful eulogy for the king It was written, of course, in Arabic. When he recited the poem, however, the king nodded at all the right places, laughed where he was supposed to. He looked sad, amazed, or contemplative at the right moments. After the poet left, the king's courtiers were worried. Had the king known Arabic all along? If so, they could be in trouble, for all the sarcastics aside, they'd spoken to each other over the years in Arabic. 
They bribed the king's favorite helper to find out. One day when the king was in a good mood, his servant asked him straight out, Did he know Arabic? If not, how did he know how to respond to the poet? Of course I don't know Arabic, said the king. But I knew what the poet's purpose was. His purpose wasn't the poem. It was to impress, amuse, and entertain me. I understood him, so I didn't need to understand the poem. God damn, I'm hitting you with fucking bars tonight. Knowledge. Basically, that story ties into the pathway, which Rumi, again, when a strong wind blows, it rushed through windows and lift carpets and levitate straw. A pond looks like rippled armor. Branches, leaves, and trees dance. And all these things look different. But in root and in reality, they are one, the wind. I could have a beard. I can be Mexican. I can be white. I can be whatever you want. We are all wind. It doesn't matter what form it fucking manifests in, what genetic roll of the dice landed you, your particular pigment. Don't let it guide your set of beliefs. Don't let it control who you are. Don't let the pre-written, the DNA of whatever the fuck allow you to judge another person or hate on fucking somebody. Open your brain a little bit, a little bit, and remember your wind. We're all wind. We're all wind. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about your manifestation of it. Don't worry about what, you know what I mean? Love each other. Sometimes the universal language is just being understood and heard on every fucking possible level. You know what I'm fucking saying? You know what I'm saying. I know you know what I'm saying. I do hate a lot of people, though. (laughs) I hate a lot of shapes and sizes the wind makes and certain folk and... I have, there's ticks uh, that I have people things people say and do that I don't like, you know. I've talked about it before on this show. Certain things like I don't like boss. That's a good one. Everybody hates that, you know. Hey boss, when you say boss, I don't care if you're Italian or if you're uh, Armenian. I I hate you. I automatically hate you. Not for your race because you say boss, and I think that's an it's an okay reason to hate people. That's fine. You should hate and can't cancel cancel people who say boss anybody that walks up to you you know like a guy who works valet and goes boss give me your keys canceled cancel all of them uh cancel people that say um uh uh merry christmas but but i've talked about this before i love christmas and i I love merry christmas i'm saying cancel people who say merry christmas like they say it like that cancel them immediately you know what i'm saying like you know when you hear somebody go merry christmas like they say it with a kind of a t in there like a hard t when you hear that it's like uh oh and they say it inappropriate like when it's not appropriate like they say merry christmas like at uh, the day after thanksgiving and they walk into the office and they go it's christmas season merry christmas ethel and they just yell it you know those people you can cancel them it's fine cancel people who say um oh god what is another good one cancel people who uh uh cancel people who put their uh their their pronouns in their bio now i know you're upset give me a minute watch to my listeners i don't know Cancel people who put their pronouns in their bio 
when their pronouns are exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> Anybody that puts he, him, <laughs> or she, her, canceled. When it's like you're assigned, you know. Canceled. Fucking canceled. Um, cancel people who say canceled. That's a good one. Can't I hate that. Oh my God. Every time someone says cancel culture, oh my God, immediately block. Block and take away all their membership to everything. Don't let them get on any platform. Anytime I hear that fucking phrase, ugh, ugh, disgusting. It's not, <laughs> fuck them. It's like the weirdest thing you can fucking cancel culture. Ugh. Cancel people who love pumpkin spice lattes. I've I've said this before. They're very. I mean, what place do they have? PSL. I love PSL. PSL came back. Uh, peppermint PSL <laughs> with the red frosting and the sprinkles. People drinking fucking ice cream sundays over at Starbucks, saying, "I love coffee." I love coffee. Oh my god! I love. I'm a fuck. I'm a coffee addict. I'm a coffee addict, and it's like, again, I've said this before. It's got like an elf sugar cookie in the center of it. I love coffee. I love Starb coffee. Cancelled. Listen, I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you took something away from this, uh, other than you know that I hate people that order sweet iced coffee drinks. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Please uh, support Tapped In. Tapped In on Instagram, tappedinmusic.com. Follow uh, Tapped In everywhere and continue to support the show. Thank you so much for supporting my show, Unfunny Kevin, on uh, uh, Twitter, The Unfunny Kevin Show in the Apple Podcast or unfunnykevin.com for all the episodes of the show. Share it with your folks, your friends, your family, your enemies. Share it with all of them because we appreciate every single one you fucking listeners. Over 2,000 over the last few months. So I appreciate you guys very much. A uh, couple more plugs for you. And then we're out of here. OneMoonManyStars.com. The only official merchandise of one of my comedy heroes, Paul Mooney. Completely support and fund his family, his daughter in particular, Spring. Listen to the Spring Mooney episode. She's one of my favorite people and she happens to also be a comic. And, um, yeah, just support one moon, many stars. It's Oklahoma's.com. You know what to do on funny Kevin, 15% off. Enjoy your hemp cigs. Uh, I love all of you. Remember we're all wind. I appreciate you. Have a beautiful week. C'est si bon de partir n'importe où. Bras dessus, bras dessous En chantant des chansons C'est si bon De se dire